Welcome to Trending in Education. Mike Palmer here. This is the flagship property of Palmer Media. We have other shows coming out. 50th episode of Running It Back, our lessons learned from sports podcast out on the horizon. We also have a new Welcome to the Future of Work podcast dropping every Friday through the summer. But this is the primary platform, the primary vehicle through which we've been bringing messages to the world. This is episode 487. We can see 500 on the horizon. Exciting stuff. I'm not entirely alone. I am joined once again by our virtual co-host, Nancy. Nancy, welcome back to Trending in Education. Thanks, Mike. I always enjoy making appearances here. We've got plenty of new stuff to discuss in today's episode. From the new images from the James Webb Space Telescope, to lessons learned from SpaceX rocket tests, to insight into the non-hierarchical org design at CERN, we've got a lot to cover. Yes, indeed. And we're going to talk about the importance of STEM and STEAM education, take some lessons from NASA on great copy, great poetic language used to accompany beautiful images that are helping us re-understand the composition of the universe, how stars are forming. We're also going to talk a little bit about Elon Musk. All roads seem to lead to Elon these days. We do have a long history of covering Elon, good, bad, indifferent, and certainly weird over the years. He does fit into the narrative a little bit today, mainly through SpaceX and through the opportunity cost of his Twitter bid, the opportunity cost of Twitter just in general, before referencing an interesting article on the organizational design of CERN, where the Hadron Collider has been creating new Particles by smashing protons together, famously the Higgs boson, comes from there. There's an interesting article we'll dig into a bit, and we'll share links on the website about how CERN has adopted a non-hierarchical structure, and maybe there are some lessons learned there when thinking about how to keep in check some of the shenanigans and potential malfeasances of the toxic alpha leader, which is a bit of the persona that Musk has adopted and that his Twitter enablers are reinforcing. We'll touch on all of that, but hopefully leave on a positive note, thinking about how science is in fact moving us forward, even in the world of Musk, where if you look at what SpaceX and Dragon are doing, the idea of reusable rockets launched into space potentially for colonization efforts. Who knows? It's a wild and wacky futuristic take on what's emerging in the world of learning. Picking up with Trending in Education right after this. The James Webb Telescope has taken some pictures. It's a bit of a selfie of the universe using new, exciting infrared filters that are revealing cosmic clips. 
young hot stars are being born, you name it, to help break down the spatial ramifications, the new desktop wallpaper images that have been peppering the internet lately. We're going to kick it off with Nancy reciting the first couple paragraphs of NASA's lyric prose capturing these new images from the James Webb Space Telescope. Take it away, Nancy. This landscape of mountains and valleys speckled with glittering stars is actually the edge of a nearby young star-forming region called NGC 3324 in the Carina Nebula. Captured in infrared light by NASA's new James Webb Space Telescope, this image reveals for the first time previously invisible areas of star birth. Called the Cosmic Cliffs, the cavernous area has been carved from the nebula by the intense ultraviolet radiation and stellar winds from extremely massive hot young stars located in the center of the bubble. The blistering ultraviolet radiation from the young stars is sculpting the nebula's wall by slowly eroding it away. Dramatic pillars tower above the glowing wall of gas, resisting this radiation. The steam that appears to rise from the celestial mountains is actually hot ionized gas and hot dust streaming away from the nebula due to the relentless radiation. Pretty remarkable stuff. Brilliant rendition as always. Nancy, the images are spectacular. They're gorgeous, cosmic. The image shown on the, the homepage that we'll share out as part of the show notes is of the cosmic clips. This all got me thinking about how science is allowing us to construct new mental models of the universe that we're living in. Those of us who embrace this methodology, embrace the pursuit of truth and the scientific method and the benefits of engineering to power our thinking, our creativity, and inspire us around career paths that will truly chart our futures. It's profound stuff. It's cosmic stuff. Far out, baby. And I did find it to be somewhat inspirational. It inspired a little bit of hope in me in that we are discovering new things, that those of us who stay open to the power of science and engineering and remain creative and poetic, lyrical at times, that there is hope to be found in all of this in this day and age. Those are my initial thoughts. And from there, that brought me immediately to Elon Musk, as pretty much all things lead to Elon these days. Here on the SpaceX front, it was reported on Monday, July 11th, at approximately 4.20 Texas time. You heard that right, at approximately 4.20 Texas time in Boca Chica, Texas. Flames burst out from engines and an explosion sounded in the air. NASA spaceflight checked in to see what happened. On the SpaceX side, Musk initially commented cryptically that it was booster engine testing. Later on, he did concede on Twitter. Yeah, actually not good. Team is assessing damage. Soon after, it was reported that some new insight was found around the safest ways to launch the super heavy booster rocket, which is critical to SpaceX's plans to launch heavy rockets into orbit to ultimately drive towards the moonshot idea, see what I did there, of reaching 
Mars for colonization at some point. Lots going on here. You can't help but notice that this coincides with lots going on in terms of the Twitter bid that Musk put in back earlier this spring, which now he is looking to renege on based on Twitter's number of bots. I do find some of this almost too much to bear. The fact that Musk is tweeting about SpaceX booster rocket problems, while the case around his Twitter bid is moving forward in Delaware, it does feel like there's a lot of smoke going on with all things related to the many different Musk properties, but in particular around Twitter, which is where I struggle the most. It does feel as though he just took his eye off the ball with his bid. I've heard it compared to impulse shopping. When at the same time, you think about some of the other efforts around electric cars, private space travel, Neuralink, and even the boring company, those are big ideas. Those are beyond fixing a social media platform. You can't help but feel as though these social media platforms are feeding toxic narcissism in many of the CEO leaders and visionaries who we spend a inordinate amount of time thinking about and talking about. I'm guilty of it. I talk about them all the time, but it does feel like we'd all be better off if more attention was paid to what's going on at SpaceX and less attention was paid to what's going on at Twitter. I was inspired, I will say, by the level of coverage that the the new space telescope shots got. I look forward to that being the beginning of a new trend. It's also a place where this should reinforce the importance of teaching STEM, teaching STEAM, figuring out how to communicate about science, which is why I found NASA's use of language so inspirational. I also will say I do find Musk's vision and the scale in which he thinks to be inspirational. And that's why I would say, Elon, please, if you're listening, I guess you're getting out of Twitter one way or the other. It's an opportunity cost. You're spending too much time on things that are of low value. When you do have some things of significantly high value to focus on, I'm trying to take that advice myself. That's why coming out of all of this, I am inspired around the idea of inspiring others in pursuit of STEM, in pursuit of STEAM, to get SpaceX to do the things that it can do, including land rockets for reuse, which is truly breathtaking when you see it. This stuff is really remarkable. I just can't help but get frustrated with all the Twitter shenanigans and all the noise that is created when the actual boundaries of science are being expanded through things like the James Webb Space Telescope, and then also through the work of SpaceX, which Musk is very closely tied to. It does become a bit overwhelming, but again, relax, zen out, look at stars being born. There are images of cosmic scale that put all this nonsense into context. Regarding the booster fire, as someone who's worked in high-stakes live streaming activity, live online programming for many, many years. Stuff happens. You have to be poised to learn from failure. The best laid plans don't survive contact with the enemy. 
the enemy can also just be the random exigencies of life around us. It was mostly reassuring to me, ultimately, that science was still moving forward here and that Musk had the humility to use this as an opportunity to learn. I frequently quote Nelson Mandela, who said, I never lose, I either win or learn. This is a small L in Musk's SpaceX column. Ultimately, it will hopefully drive some bigger W's in the future. Those are my initial thoughts on SpaceX. How about you? I'm with you on the power of failure as a learning tool. It's easy to forget that the advancement of scientific knowledge is driven by what we get right to be sure. But what we learn when our predictions are wrong is much more important. Humans have a tendency towards confirmation bias. It's refreshing when they grow by disconfirming frameworks and approaches not borne out by the data. Absolutely. We are rife with biases and frameworks that are helpful, yet also cloud our judgment. And one of them in particular, I think, is that of the dear leader and of the alpha male and of the hierarchical work structure that can frequently be detrimental to decision velocity and effective organizational functioning. There was a really fascinating article that this brings me to by Michelle Zanini. It's titled The Organizational Secrets of the Large Hadron Collider. It breaks down how CERN is structured so that it can move forward on things like the ATLAS program, which is part of CERN. The Large Hadron Collider is where protons are collided. It's where the Higgs boson particle was discovered, the 27 kilometer loop, 100 meters below the ground in the Swiss Alps. Atlas is the code name for the detectors that are used to identify what exactly is happening when these protons collide. This is where more than 3,000 scientists from 180 institutions need to be able to move forward to continue to deliver against scientific progress. What's interesting about this article is that it outlines a structure that is not top-down, that is more distributed, and allows for other ideas to emerge faster than would be typical in a large organization, where large organizations can manage more complexity, but their decision velocity tends to slow, and you can only move as fast as the chain of command. Interestingly, I do recall an article by Elon Musk talking about how he encourages his culture to facilitate speed over and above the chain of command. The idea of decision velocity, I picked up mainly from Jeff Bezos. I also picked up the idea of understanding the reversibility of decisions from something Bezos wrote. These two cats... Alpha billionaires flying their rockets into the sky. We can only move as fast as the human decision makers can go. As it often does, this is bringing me full circle back to the importance of culture. Why many cultures like fish rot from the head down. And why some of the new, more decentralized models, like what you see at CERN, can allow 
for more resilience against the increasing likelihood that you're going to wind up with a dangerous, narcissistic, toxic leader, which is really difficult to fix. If the problems are at the top of an organization at a cultural level, it's very difficult to change that unless you remove the leader. There was an interesting article, we'll share a link to it as well, from Scott Galloway in his latest No Mercy, No Malice newsletter, where he outlines how the enablers within many of these cultures are really to blame, how not holding everyone accountable can really put your culture at risk, and how those types of risky cultures can foster more negative experiences and ultimately fail in today's labor market and in today's economy. This brings me back to the idea of psychological safety, the idea that individuals need to feel included to begin with, they need to feel safe to learn, safe to put themselves out there, potentially fail, learn from those failures, and then ultimately achieve a level of comfort, experience, perspective, and trust that they're actually encouraged to dissent. They're encouraged to rebel. They're encouraged to put alternative views out there. This reminds me very much also of the work of Irving Janis back in the 60s, talking about groupthink and the risks of being too insular, particularly around decision-making. The idea that Robert Kennedy was JFK's self-appointed mind guard who would frequently end dissent and end discussions by saying the president has made his decision. These are the challenges we face today. It brings me back to Fatali Mogadan's idea of developing psychological citizens. We are at a very dangerous time where the ability to think critically, the ability to question the dear leader is critical to us as individuals. It's also critical to the ongoing success and flourishing of democracy. A lot of heady ideas. They come back to teaching good science, teaching good critical thinking, learning how to work together in a team. Anyone who has watched any science fiction or science fact, looked at the right stuff, seen the old Houston, we have a problem conversations, understands that it does take a highly coordinated set of humans working with singular mission objectives to achieve amazing things. It can happen. It is happening in NASA. It is happening through SpaceX. It is happening in China. It's happening around the world. Different ideas are out there. It's our job to try to discern the signal from the noise. My signals came mainly from cosmic cliffs where young hot stars were being born. I couldn't have done this without you, Nancy. Any concluding thoughts? Just that the courage to dissent, the courage to stand up to power is increasingly important these days. Much can be learned from how science works and how our predictions are tuned by experimentation, and that we need to be ready to assimilate to new inputs and new information when it comes in. When kids think about what space is and what is out there in the universe, they will forever be influenced by the images we've been seeing this week. We should also be open to new models of how humans and intelligent agents can be organized to be more smart and efficient decision makers. The wildly varied ways in which humans organize themselves is fascinating. 
there is much to be learned through emerging models and experimentation there. Yes, indeed. Thanks so much for joining, Nancy. Thanks, as always, to our listeners for listening. We have guests coming on the horizon. We also have some deep dives into new books looking at the extended mind and much, much more that'll be coming up in upcoming episodes. Stay tuned for episode 50 of Running It Back. Check out our Welcome to the Future of Work series dropping on Fridays throughout the summer. This is episode 487 of Trending in Education. Consider us on a simmer. A crescendo will be growing heading into episode 500. Thank you for joining us for this ride. And with that, we'll conclude this episode of Trending in Ed. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell your friends. Write us a five-star review or two if you get the chance. And check out our new Palmer Media newsletter. It's available on Substack, palmermedia.substack.com. Lots of new and exciting stuff coming down the pike over the summer. Thanks, as always, for listening. This is Trending in Education.